Welcome to Accelerate Your Business Growth, where we're exploring all sorts of business topics. Experts from around the world join me, your host, Diane Helbig, for a conversation where they share their expertise with all of you. Take what you need when you need it. Featured on Inc.com, Forbes, and MSNBC's Your Business, this podcast is recognized as one of the best podcasts for small business, sales, leadership, social media, and more. When it comes to business, Accelerate Your Business Growth has got it covered. And now on with the show. My guest today is Lori Kretschmar. Lori is a communication strategist and former business journalist. She advises consultants, marketing professionals, and executives on how to establish and amplify their brands. A hands-on coach, Lori is known for her detective skills, insights, passion for connecting people, and love of the so-called bird app. <laughs> Via her boutique consulting agencies, Up With Social and Content Marketing Place, Lori guides thought leadership and social media for companies including Cisco, Dell, Samsung, SoFi, and Visa. Thanks so much for joining me today, Lori. Thank you, Diane. Great to be with you. I am thrilled to have you here. And, and I am really curious because we are recording this toward the end of 2022. And so I'm curious about any potential trends you see like regarding social media for business and, and maybe even for, you know, how small businesses are, um, should be, you know, things we should be doing or things we should yes. be embracing as we head into the new year. Great. Okay. So we're talking about the new year and new ways of thinking. Um, a couple things. One is that sometimes it seems like there's just massive change going on, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I remember when LinkedIn, for example, was a very simple site. It was largely for people looking for work. And as we all know, LinkedIn has really grown. It's now owned by Microsoft. It has so many bells and whistles, 850 million people use it. So it seems so different, but fundamentally, you know, it's humans interacting. So I like to remind people and myself, because I too am a small business, that Sometimes it, think, it seems like things have really, really changed, that the whole world has changed, but there are some basic principles. So it's fun to just keep track of the basics and then see what's new. Yeah, so, so I want to pull on that a little bit. And I'm really glad that you said that because I have a sense, or I guess maybe, you know, the way I approach it is, I'm just going to keep doing what I'm doing, which is connecting with people, sharing information, enjoying what um, other people are posting, you know, supporting people and that kind of thing. And so even though there seems to be a lot of change, I think one of the things you said about, you know, it's people connecting with people is, is not, it, it, that hasn't changed, right? I mean, that, that's really what it's all about. Right. And you just listed some basic great reasons for business people to, to 
share on social media because you know it is here to stay in some form the names might change the, the companies might change but in general it is is we're both agreeing connecting with people sharing information but you don't want to you know you don't want to overshare <laughs> in my opinion <laughs> and you don't want to constantly talk about yourself of course you want to be curious find out about what others are doing and support people especially when it makes sense um, sometimes I use the example, you know, if you're a vegan and your neighbor opens a steakhouse, maybe you're not going to be the biggest evangelist for that. But if something, um, if something fits right in your sweet spot, you know, why not help celebrate that person or that company? So you have to be authentic, right? Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't even really use that word because to me, authentic is almost a fake. We're like, who else would you be? Like to me, it's <laughs> you almost never hear me say the word authentic because I don't know. That's to me, that's it's so obvious. You but I guess about it too much. <laughs> but I guess, you know, what's obvious to some is not obvious to others. And yes. and and speaking of remembering the basics, but keeping an open mind, because we should keep an open mind. Right. Um, I'd like to share my insecurities about video. Are you ready? Ooh, okay. So I used to think, you know what? Video is not for me. It's, I used to think, and notice I'm speaking in past tense. I used to think it was really only for like really young people out of oh. college or in college. But then I met a wonderful video coach named Elaine Hausman, former actor. And she taught me a secret. Are you ready, Diane? Yes. Lighting. Aha. Because <laughs> of course, of course you're going to be authentic. Of course you're going to practice what you're going to say. And, but it hadn't really occurred to me that if I had good lighting, <laughs> that that might give me a boost of confidence and uh -huh. kind of open the door for me to do videos now and then. <laughs> I love the way you said that now and then. Right. Oh, so I'm totally not doing solved. I'm not doing like a LinkedIn live every yeah. week at all. And we all know people who do that, right? Sure. But occasionally, um, you know, occasionally I now am much less fearful, largely thanks to Elaine, wow. because she gave me a new way of viewing it that that we all can, you know, in business, you know, you know more than most of us that, you know, we're all salespeople, I guess. Right, Diane? Yeah, that's right. Right. So she gave me a way in. So she took what was yeah. authentic to me is, you know, I do like to share information. I do like to evangelize. One of my favorite jobs ever was being an unpaid tour guide in college because I just thought it was so fun to speak in full sentences <laughs> and share my enthusiasm <laughs> you know so all of that it. all of that I already ha I had the I've been working on those skills and some of those are my passions but it was very useful to find a, a way in in this case video and for me just hearing that lighting can make a big difference just gave me confidence. So I encourage other people, you know, observe, see what's going on out there, see what works best for you and your brand and your company. Okay. So I got to ask you a question about that. So would you say that everyone should be embracing video in some form, or are you saying, you know what, if you can't get your arms around it, it it's okay. There's other methods that are equally valuable. 
Well, I have two answers, Diane. Okay. <laughs> Does everyone need to embrace video? So personally, I would say no. However, <laughs> I am hearing that we would be we collectively would be foolish to ignore video completely. Yeah. So is there a middle ground there? So maybe, maybe, you know, maybe at your company, and I'm speaking generically, whether you have a coaching business or financial firm or your recruiter, maybe you're not so into video, but guess what? There's probably someone on your team or your extended team who thinks it's really cool and they're really comfortable with it. And um, just one kind of fun example, um, the Washington Post, you know, which has been around for so long, they hired a guy named Dave who makes TikToks and they're very, some of them are very humorous and they're explanatory. And he also posts them on Twitter. And it's just such an engaging way to, for the Washington Post to reach wow. a wider audience, the people on TikTok who might not have ever read the Washington Post. And he does it in an intelligent way. It's not just all silly. He, he illustrated since he illustrated the concept of, he called it shrinkflation, inflation where the consumer goods mm -hmm. companies make smaller packages of candy. On Halloween, he did a little TikTok with two little kids where he lectured them on why the candy was shorter. And they looked at him blankly, of course, like, what are you talking about? And then it concludes at the end of this, you know, 20 second, 30 second thing. He said, uh, so do you want two candies each? And they're like, yeah. <laughs> So it was really cute that he was, that they're conveying yeah. these big concepts of inflation and shrinkflation and this trend of why your cereal box keeps shrinking yeah. in an informative, clever way. So I would say we should find a way in to video in some format. And, and we don't necessarily have to be the one who's on screen. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, right. Uh, that could be the perfect thing to delegate. Yeah, <laughs> again, that's what I'm hearing. Have, right, right, right. And again, right. I'm I'm very flexible. I'm not one of these people who lectures others and says you must do this, you have to do this, you should do this. I think you need to find like what works for you. We'll use your word, Diane. Be authentic. <laughs> <laughs> and 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 maybe it's you know maybe it's a video now and then, or maybe there's someone on your team who thinks Instagram reels are really the coolest. And they're willing to make them, you know, periodically or major right. holidays, whatever works for your business. Yeah. Yeah. I like that a lot. So, okay. Excuse me. So speaking of that, there's a lot of people, a lot of small business owners who say, you know, this whole social media thing is, is, is like a rabbit hole. You know, it's like a time suck. Um, so how can I make it work for me? in just, you know, maybe 15 minutes a day. What's your input on that? Is that possible? It is possible. Well, one thing is to really have an inventory. Some people call it a content audit, but really it's just checking, what do you already have in the bag? Because <laughs> in many cases, you may have more content than you realize. So you want to see what you've already got. And then there's this term, snackable content, you know, small bites. <laughs> uh -huh, like it. Uh, 
so you can figure out what you do already have and how to parcel it out at opportune moments. Um, and certainly if, if you're going to a trade show or a conference or an event, when you have something coming up, that is a perfect time to spend a, a little, you know, close to the 15 minutes. That's a perfect time to get on social media and say, we're going to be at this event. Who else is going? Let us know. It's just the perfect time. You can also talk about it a little bit during the event and after, but before is the perfect time because you're finding out who else is going to be there, who are the speakers, who do you want to meet. So that's a great time. That that is a good use of your time. Um, and secondly, I I thought you were going to ask a different question. May I tell you what Which I was? What? Sure. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were going to say some small business people really don't want to have anything to do with social media. That is true. That is true. Okay. Well, I have the perfect comment because I know many, many executive coaches and one of them used to grill me and she kept saying, what is the ROI? What is the ROI of social media? And finally, I came across a wonderful quote and it's from a, a professor in Texas and a, a really good marketing guy. And he said a number of years ago, he said, the ROI of social media is that you'll still have a business in five years. Ooh. And I like that because he's <laughs> I like that because he's essentially saying, you know, you need to do it in some way because that's where people are. You know, people are on their phones, right? Yeah. <laughs> so we have to be where many people are in some capacity. Okay. In some capacity. So how do they figure out where they should be? Well, coming from a communications background, first a journalist and then more on the corporate side, you know, the answer to that question is always supposed to be, where's your audience? Where are your customers? Yeah. Yeah. So you start there. Where are they? <laughs> and many business people are on, you know, LinkedIn because it's, they've added all those bells and whistles. So you find out where people are, and then you also see what works for you. So mm. LinkedIn can be really good. Instagram can be great for those really visual companies. You know, if someone's in interior design or converting garages into accessory dwelling units, then you want to show the visual. So then, you know, you have to be on Instagram. Yeah. And if you, if, you know, if you're really witty and you love video and you love humor, maybe you also want to be on TikTok, but maybe you don't, you know? So I think it's, I think you do need to be somewhere on social media because that's where people are. And then you need to find out what works best for your brand. So, so people can experiment and, and try different things because I'm thinking, well, so my audience might be in a couple of places. That, that's one of the things if they're business people, yeah, they're going to be on LinkedIn, but also depending on the business, they might be on other sites as well. So trying things out and seeing what seems to be resonating could right, be. Right, absolutely. And here's a tip for time-pressed, busy people. A clever thing to do is to have a handle, you know, on Twitter, on perhaps Mastodon, on Tribal, some of the new, the newer Twitter type. 
to put your company handle there or your name and to point people like, hey, look for us over on Instagram. So that if oh, someone were yeah. searching for your, so if someone were searching for your company on Instagram, but you're not really using that platform, you might say, you know, look for us, you know, here's our website, look for us over on our website. So it's yeah, a pointer right. because otherwise you're leaving it um, for someone else, you know? Yeah. Yeah. That's interesting. My name is Cindy Burnett, and each week I interview at least two traditionally published authors on my podcast, Thoughts from a Page. We talk spoiler-free about their books, so you can listen whether you have read the book or not. And then we delve into things that you most likely won't hear about anywhere else. The importance of the cover design, why they included various aspects of the story, personal details about both the books and the author's lives, and so much more. You can find the podcast on every major platform and learn more about it on my website, thoughtsfromapage.com. Thanks so much for checking it out. Coming up on 5-Minute News, I'm Anthony Davis. You might think it's partisan because maybe it's critical of one side or the other, but it's not. It's just the truth. And I think that's also something that's kind of unusual for Americans listening to the radio or to podcasts because the news landscape in the States has been so partisan for so many decades. So 5-Minute News is verified, truthful, independent, unbiased and essential world news daily. Oh, God, I was just going to ask you a question that totally left my head. Um, oh, I know what it was. Talk to me about followers, because a lot of people say, I don't know why I'm investing my time on you know any of these channels, because I don't have a lot of followers. So I feel like I'm talking to myself. Right. So it's, it's chicken egg, isn't it, in the beginning? Yeah. Okay, that's true. So this is where your community and network is so crucial because yes, when you, when you stake a claim in unknown territory, it's lonely. So you need some friends. So I would look to um, whatever group you're in, like if you're in NABO, National Association for yep. Women Business Owners, if you're, I just joined the National Speakers Association, Northern California chapter, no, and whatever, and I'm also in a, a wonderful group in Silicon Valley called Women in Consulting. And you want to find whatever group you're in, and you want to see who else is using that platform because you really can support each other, you know? Yeah, for That's sure. That's one way. And now some of the tools they'll ask you to share your contacts, and they might essentially spam everyone in your address book. But there's mm-hmm. And I try to avoid doing that because once you give it up, <laughs> it's out there. But you can, if you do just a little bit of digging, you can see who, who among the people you know are using what platforms. And it really helps when bigger accounts share your information. But just, it's, it's just the community aspect is just so crucial because it does look lame. Like if you put up, I'm just going to use an example of if you were selling jewelry and you put up a nice post. And meanwhile, let's say you're also looking for an associate. And if they go look at that post and nobody has liked it, oh, yeah. that seems like, eh, do I really want to go work for that company? Yeah. So you want to make sure, you know, a couple 
staff, friends, team members, people who care about your product and service, that they go like it. Because, you know, then that next potential employee comes along, sees like, oh, there's some, oh, this looks interesting. I want to know. I want to delve further, maybe even work with them. Yeah, so <clears throat> I like that a lot, that, that there's no downside to reaching out to your community and, and asking for support, asking for help in, in that arena, and then you can give it back to them as well. Right, and and of course, you know, like, any, you know, you don't want to overdo it and ask every day for somebody to share all your stuff, you know, <laughs> um, but there are communities, and some people call it a pod, where I, I'm in a community of it's 40 or 50 people on LinkedIn. We're all in one private message. It's like a private, it's wow. like a giant group chat. And people ask the others to share it. And I don't do it every day and I occasionally mute it. I learned the hard way that if you exit from one of these group messages on LinkedIn, you, can't, you cannot easily get back in the group. It's better to mute it as if you're going on Oh, vacation. Um, but I got, I was able to finally get back in the group. And what's great is that there is this group of people who are willing to share one another's content when it makes sense, because you don't want to share everything from the store down the block. You know, you want to do what makes sense. And I'm using down the block metaphorically, right? It might be across the country, you might be in another country. But when it makes sense, you want to share. By the way, here's a bonus tip. I know some um, wonderful graphic designers in Portugal and Australia, and one in Portugal did some Instagram posts, uh, some imagery for me, for a client of mine. So I asked him to like and share it because, you know, it's mutually beneficial. It showcases his work to his followers. So you want to look for those moments where it's mutually beneficial. Um, Can we go back a minute to the the 15 minutes a day concept? <laughs> when you're Absolutely. really busy. Um, so it doesn't have to be 15 minutes every day, but there, there is the temptation. I want to address the temptation of business people to just automate or schedule everything like on Hootsuite or Buffer or any one of the other tools. Yeah. So, so for time purposes or, or HubSpot, big robust one, to save time, many, many business people will use those tools. But I want to caution you you know, you don't want to just automate because then you're losing part of the value is that there's humans out there who want to connect with you. And if, if I see um, something, if, if I see something interesting that catches my eye and I actually want to reply, if I see that it's been automated, because oftentimes it'll say at the bottom of the post, if it says buffer or Hootsuite, I might not actually reply because that implies that the person is not online. They scheduled it in advance and they're not going to see my comment right now. And so I'm not going to waste my time interacting. So the moral is great point. (laughs) Thank you. The moral is make time, even if you automate, which I know most of your listeners are going to do. And I use the words automate and schedule interchangeably. Be sure you also go glance at what people are saying. If they have a comment or complaint, you definitely want to address that maybe in private, but you want to make sure that you've got some human eyes on the human interactions. So if someone feels like for whatever reason, they don't have the time or the expertise or any interest in, in learning any of those things. um, And they don't, let's say they don't have someone on their team who has the interest and the ability and, and whatnot. 
Um, can you talk some about how do you find a good resource for someone to be doing, I'm not going to say all of it, but maybe the lion's share for you, because I know there's people out there who say they can be your voice, but I am not sure I believe that. So I'm curious what you think. Uh, well, that is a huge topic, Diane. <laughs> well, first you want to have an, an overall content strategy or know your overall voice. And that might mean seeing what you've already got, you know? Yeah. And then you definitely want to, you, you want a trusted individual, of course, or team. And there are some agencies, but if anyone wanted to talk further one-on-one, -on -one, I could, I'd be happy to point people in some direction. Right. That's great. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. We'll, we'll do that. <laughs> okay. Now, can, you know, it can be done. You know, there's, you know, there's ghost writers for celebrities and yeah. business people and, and my team and I've done some ghost writing and, you know, the goal is as you, you want it to be in their voice, by the way, when I, I, years ago, I worked at a magazine called working woman in New York city. And we had a popular column called how I did it. And I would interview, you know, some really interesting woman who, who'd gone through some big business challenge. And, you know, you always want to share the drama. Like we face this difficult situation. And then, and then you talk about how the steps, and we would write that in their voice. So, it, you know, it can be done. It's not impossible at all, but you just want to make sure it's really you. Like if you're really cynical, you wouldn't want someone to write something really, you know, ridiculously chipper and cheerful. <laughs> That's a very good point. <laughs> Thank you. Okay. Now I, 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 let's talk about hashtags for a minute. Okay. Okay. How do we figure out which ones to use? Explain how they work, <laughs> whatever. <laughs> okay. Well, on Instagram, they're really big and I'm constantly surprised and shocked how people will use just umpteen and yeah yeah but the, the first you almost sort of want to cover the basics it's it's a good question up front like on linkedin i would recommend like three or maybe five at most but but ask yourself when you're writing the post or approving the post if one of your team members is writing it what what are the main points you're trying to convey and I work with a nonprofit client and one of the things they do is, believe it or not, you could say hashtag tech for good. And they also do um, resilience and they're really into the concept of neighbors helping neighbors. And currently they're trying to reach people who are interested in ESG, environmental, social and governmental principles, also sometimes known as CSR, corporate social responsibility. So for them, they're going to use some combo of those as their main hashtags. And, you know, with hashtags, you always want to make them one word because if they break, they're no longer a hashtag. Like if, if the hashtag, if you're in real estate, you will want to be hashtag real estate, all one word, because otherwise it's going to be hashtag real <laughs> and separately estate. So that's different. So, so part of it to me is common sense. It's, you know, if, if you're an executive coach, your words might include leadership, 
mm. personal development, although that's a very long hashtag, training, DEI, if you're into, if you if your expertise is diversity, inclusion. Um, so, so part of it should be like, without looking at what's popular, part of it should be what makes sense for your brand. And then there's this old trick from called, some people call it newsjacking, where you kind of see the news of the day. And, and, you know, if it's December, you know, maybe use holidays, or if it's New Year's time, maybe you're going to use resolutions. So you can latch on to the hot topic of the moment. Um, you may or may not want to latch onto politics since that's so divisive these days in the United States and elsewhere. But part of it to me, you just start with who you are, okay? And then you can start seeing what other hashtags are hot. And sometimes there's jokes. Sometimes there's funny puns because of a movie or TV show or the Super Bowl or something seasonal like that or Oscars that you can latch on to. So, okay, let's talk a little bit about latching on. So um, how do I want to ask this question? Um, the hashtags that you use, do they still have to be relevant to the content that you're sharing? Um, I would say yes, because otherwise it can look really um, weird because, you know, like, let's say I follow the, you know, one of the great things about hashtags is someone who does not know your company exists, they might search on the hashtag, let's say it is ADU for accessory dwelling units, also known as granny flats and casitas and other names. Um, someone who does not know you exist, the, the goal, the hope is that they search on the hashtag and lo and behold, they come across your great content. So if your content has nothing to do with the hashtag, it's kind of a waste of time, I would argue. So you wanna to try to be relevant. Yeah, okay, good. I'm really glad you said that because I, I think what some people do is they, they throw a hashtag in there that has nothing to do with what they're talking about thinking it'll draw people, but it can work against you. Right, because if that person's looking for ADUs and then your barbershop shows up or your hairstyle salon, it's like, what the hell? <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, you're wasting people's, you're wasting your own time. So I'm not in favor of that. Now and then it's funny to do humor. You know, there's like a hashtag, hashtag humble brag where, you know, you know that you're bragging. Like I will probably brag that I've been on your podcast, Diane. Yay. <laughs> so, you know, I might throw in a hashtag humble brag. I might or might not, depending on my mood. <laughs> you know, humor, humor can work. And some of the big brands are really good at it. It's, and some of the big brands, you know, really push the limits. Um, like Wendy's, the fast food chain. So, but it's, it's interesting to see what's going on out there. By the way, um, just today I saw that Katy Perry, the, you know, the famous musician, yeah. she said she wrote kind of a little ode to the sound of, believe it or not, newspapers, unfolding a newspaper at the breakfast table and doing a crossword puzzle. And she talked about how it's romantic. <laughs> and it was just a very nice little paragraph. I'm not sure she had any hashtags, okay? 
but it was noticeable because it was a famous person, Katy Perry. Well, guess what? The Washington Post retweeted her and the, with one word, they just wrote same, which was very cute. Yeah. That they're agreeing with her. And huh. it, it, was, it was nice. It was a nice moment yeah. in these troubled times. In these troubled times, right. We should be nice in these troubled times, right? Absolutely. So. I would love to see more nice, niceness, nice, <laughs> and, you know, kindness. And yes. um, if I may, I'd like to share, I, I just learned about a new app and right. I'm thrilled to be doing some work with them. And it's called Happy, H-A-P-I. It's the Happy app. It's it's only right now for iOS. So for people who use iPhones or iPads, Macs, and it connects you. It's, it's like an Uber for conversation. It connects you with the live human who's, who's trained in active listening. And my friends and I have been, a, you know, we're a little skeptical, like, what will this be like? And believe it or not, it's, you'll have a lovely conversation. You'll see. Really? And the idea is, and the way I think of it being here in California, you know, sometimes I'll have some great ideas to discuss, you know, and, I, and it's late at night and I cannot easily call my East Coast friends yeah. or even my Midwest friends. And I've often thought, gee, I should make some friends in Hawaii. I'm not kidding, Diane. <laughs> I thought this, like, I should make some friends in Hawaii because of the time zone. You know, I could call someone and, you know, I'd want to be a good friend also, right? Yeah. <laughs> anyway, this app, they, they, they sometimes say that if you want a place to vent or just shoot the breeze, huh. but I like it for just bouncing an idea off another human. Um, and it's remarkably nice because I do think we all need more kindness, more feelings yeah. of belonging and community and being heard. Yes. Thank you. Yeah. Being heard. Yes. Yeah. yeah. There's very little of that these days. Yeah. Wow. Well, Lori, I, I, first of all, thank you so much for spending this time with me and sharing this information. I think it's so incredibly important. And it, it's one of these things that um, sort of um, frustrates small business owners. So I, I appreciate the opportunity to have the conversation and learn about viewpoints around social media and sort of um, uh, permission, I guess I feel like one of the things I'm taking away from it is that, that permission to not be all in and all things to all people and everywhere at the same time. So absolutely. You have to find what works for you and your brand. And just remember people are out there, your, your customers and potential customers are out there. So you want to try to find them in a way that works for you and your brand. Yeah. Yeah, that's great. Thank you. Will you tell the listeners how they can find you and um, anything you know, you've know you got going on that you think they should know about, please? Thank you so much. Best place to find me is LinkedIn. Look for Lori Kretschmar. And my websites are contentmarketingplace.com, contentmarketingplace.com, and up with social. You can tell the up kind of shows you I like positiveness, right? <laughs> Upwithsocial.com. And thank you so much, Diane. It's really been a pleasure. Oh, I've, I've thoroughly enjoyed it. And I'll make sure that your <clears throat> contact information is in the show notes as well.
So once again, thank you for being with me and listeners, thank you. You are who we're doing this for. Thank you for tuning in to this episode of Accelerate Your Business Growth, a production of Evergreen Podcasts. Discover more episodes of this podcast and explore others at evergreenpodcast.com. As always, continue to prosper and be curious. And if you're looking to get your sales strategy headed in the right direction, pick up a copy of Succeed Without Selling on Amazon or wherever books are sold. Until we meet again on another episode of Accelerate Your Business Growth, goodbye and good day. The Jim Stroud Podcast explores the discoveries and trends forming the future of our lives. Brain-to-brain communication, robot bosses, microchip implants for workers, and artificial intelligence replacing human workers are all happening now. If you want to know what's happening next, subscribe now to the Jim Stroud Podcast.